Hello there. It's time for Most Things Kenobi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Most Things Kenobi, a podcast about Obi-Wan Kenobi and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Lauren. And I'm your host, Leanne. And this week we have... A kind of a fun subject. We're going to discuss why Obi-Wan Kenobi is not a cinnamon roll. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. A cinnamon roll. Care to give the audience the <laughs> true definition of what we're talking about when we say cinnamon roll in this context? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so a cinnamon roll is... I get why people think he is one, because... Yes, on the surface, he appears a cinnamon roll, which is a person perceived as good, gentle, and kind, and often a character who undergoes like emotional suffering. So yes, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Check, check, <laughs> and check. Yes. <laughs> but he's also, he's also like very ruthless, and people forget yes. that. And so I don't think of him as an ooey-gooey... <laughs> bun covered in frosting. I am so glad I ate before we did this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just as a side note. I looked it up and there's like all these beautiful pictures of cinnamon buns and now I really want one. <laughs> did I ever tell you about the time my mom made cinnamon rolls and forgot the cinnamon? Oh my. <laughs> That's sad. Oops. She, she claimed that they were the most beautiful cinnamon rolls. They came out gorgeous and there she said, something's missing. <laughs> It was the cinnamon. She was missing Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, she was the it, the main ingredient right. here for, <laughs> at least in our podcast. <laughs> no, but for real, the man is ruthless. I guess it would totally depend on what uh, what version of Star Wars you're digesting at the time. Sure. That you're, yeah. You know, see, I'm going to use all these food-like words. <laughs> digesting. I see what you did there. Throughout. Yeah, you see what I did there? Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're coming from like, a new hope, I'm not sure that you would get that. Yeah, because it implies that the person is also soft and cute. And Mm -hmm. I don't think of him as being soft, especially not the part where he's emotionally tormented. That doesn't imply Mm -hmm. that he's soft Mm -hmm. to me at all. But No, that's a hardened, a battle-hardened and emotional-hardened and life-hardened individual. Mm -hmm. That's how I basically look at obi-wan kenobi yeah i agree with that and he is cute but he's more handsome than he is cute. he's very I mean, dashing that's for sure dashing <gasps> that's a great word <laughs> a dash of this a pinch of that <laughs> see okay i swear to god i won't do this the entire episode but <laughs> kind of food puns the entire time yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you get this a lot on tumblr mm-hmm. right Yes. This is a conversation that's had amongst the interwebs, <laughs> and I can see it. I can see it, and I can also not see it, because we're going to have to talk about Obi-Wan's ruthlessness in order to counterbalance the sweet, softer side of him. Because yeah. whenever I think of sweet, kind, wholesome Obi-Wan, I think of the Ryloth arc in the yes, Clone Wars. absolutely. Where he, he takes, is it Numa? Mm-hmm. Is that yes, his name? Yes, Numa. And, like, basically is, like, a makeshift dad for the episode. Mm -hmm. And he's just so 
you know, wholesome with her. Yes, yeah, very It's a side you don't get to see all that often. And and to that point, I mean, we see a battle, a battle warrior, a strategy genius. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And here's this man who's like being soft towards a little, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Twi'lek child. Yes. Or Twi'lek, depending Depending on on how you say it. (laughs) I actually say it differently every time. I think I generally say Twi'lek, but sometimes I say Twi'lek. I'm not locked in. I'm sure. (laughs) No, I, no, there's no strong preference here. <laughs> yeah, that is a really good example of him being very gentle and paternal. And uh, But the truth is, there's not that many examples of that with him. I mean, it's kind of... I mean, ruthless is maybe too strong a word, but he's... He's, he gets the job done when he needs to. Yeah, even... By any means necessary, Even basically. in A New Hope. You know, it implies yeah. that he's not being necessarily fatherly to Luke. He's fulfilling... He's pushing Luke into fulfilling his destiny. Whether mm-hmm. or not it matters to him what Luke's feelings are, I'm not even sure we really get a good read on that necessarily. No. Well, I, I don't... Kenobi's not one that coddles. No. And I think there's a difference. And I, I, I think it's a good thing he doesn't because I could easily see Luke wanting a Because he didn't have that. He had his aunt and his uncle, but it will never replace a true mom and dad, right? right? But I, So if someone were to coddle him, I think in the, in the very beginning before he finds out and then like is set on his path, he could have really you know, like yeah. leaned into that. Yeah. Well, and he's very um, dispassionate most of the time. Yes. I mean, yes. we want to add meaning, I think, sometimes where there is none. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you step back and look at some of this stuff he's done, it's a little bit heartless at moments, even I would say, like some of the ways he's treated Anakin even. Or like a, yeah, no, agreeing to totally. some of the stuff the council asked of him and that tormented Anakin as a result, you know, for the greater good. Rachel Hardeen. Yes, exactly. Exactly mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of. I mean, that is, that's, that's on the far extreme end of, of like almost, that's harsh. Right. That was harsh. And there's no like apology. He doesn't, I mean, no. at the end, he's kind of just like, you know, it is what it is. I'm sorry. You... I did what I had to do. Yeah, yeah. sorry you feel that way. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when if a person ever says that to you, it is not an apology. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a. It's a. That's bad. Mm-hmm. It, I'm sorry you're feeling that way. Not mm-hmm. good. Not a good answer <laughs> yes. from anyone. <laughs> um, the thing that's for a different. Yeah, topic. seriously, that's a whole. That's for our. <laughs> Our psychoanalysis. Check out our psychological <laughs> podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, um, the counter argument I, I always make for this is, yes. like, he has the highest count of limbs cut off <laughs> for anybody else. Obi-Wan dismembers people right I, and left. And literally. I never thought of that. He actually cuts a person in half like straight up in half and you i never thought of that but you are right i mean even in a new hope right somebody Mm -hmm. starts to give luke a little bit of a hard time nothing even like that intense yet and obi-wan's reaction is let me buy you a drink and then cuts off the guy's arm yeah (laughs) it it escalated very quickly (laughs) (laughs) 
I forgot about that moment. Cuts off the bounty hunter's but, arm in Attack of the Clone. Yes. Like, yep, cuts off yep, Anakin's yep. legs and arm. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of all kinds of, there's a lot. Yeah, and much more so in the movies because Clone Wars is kind of like kids-oriented. And I just rewatched yeah. um, Attack of the Clones parts of Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith to kind of, like, prepare for this. And it's like, yeah. Oh, very nice. Obi-Wan is, like, he gets shit done. And he doesn't mm-hmm. spend a lot of time feeling sorry about his actions. No. And is that a product of his Jedi upbringing? Yeah, it's a good question. Is it a part of his hard wiring? Is, yeah. is it what he does to avoid uh, feeling the emotions that come afterwards? You know... Mm-hmm. If you spend all your time feeling bad for, you know, then you, you'll never get anything done. Yeah. I mean, in, in a sense of, like, what the Republic set the Jedi out to do. Yeah. And he's forever telling Anakin to not be emotional about stuff. So I do wonder if a part of it is because if he even allowed himself to get emotional, he he knows it would be over. Yes. Like, I think that's very accurate. Because, it, like, they, Satine is a really great example. And I've, yes. I've brought this up before, but... How Bo-Katan says in season seven, I thought you cared about her. And he said, I mm-hmm. did, but I can't let it cloud my judgment. Like, that was probably mm-hmm. one of the most traumatic experiences he's ever had. And I can speak from personal experience. There are times in your life where something bad happens. And if you start letting the emotion out, you can't stop it. Totally. So you totally. just kind of like bottle it up and press it yeah. way down so that you can stay well, in a, control. Exactly, a natural defense mechanism. Right. And I would say there's probably more often, more more often than not, there are opportunities where Obi-Wan, if he allowed himself, he, it would get the best of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not saying that being a cinnamon bun or not being a cinnamon bun is a good <laughs> or a bad thing. I'm just saying no, no. that he's, people want to think of him as like this ooey gooey, super sweet, really tender hearted, loving character. And it's like, I think he can be that. I think that Mm -hmm, it would mm -hmm. be really nice to see that side of him in like the Kenobi series. But also he kind of does some heartless shit. Like this woman of his, (laughs) the love of his life dies in his arms and he won't even say I love you to her. Like it's true. She died not knowing. Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) That's that's hard. That's hard. uh... Yeah. I mean, not that it was easy for him no, either, because no. he had to live with that. He had to live with that, which is right. Exactly. That's your own personal prison. Which you Kenobi, see him. You like he talks not. about that in whatever the the Lost Mission season. He remember when he goes into mm-hmm. like Anakin's bedroom and Anakin has like the pod racer poster which, on the wall, like an adorable teenager. <laughs> the boyishness and the charm of that. Don't get me started. Oh, it's adorable. I remember he went in there and yeah. And that scene is really yeah. heartbreaking. So other than there's Satine is an example. Oh, you could bring up the Ahsoka stuff, like Yeah. Although, since we're we're just getting into this topic, I saw something on Instagram, which I guess I never truly noticed. And then it made me think, and I got angry. I actually got angry. I was mad on the internet, which is, which is a no no to me. But <laughs> well, then you somebody, fit right in because everyone right mad exactly. I, that's why it's a no no to me. I don't want. I don't want that. But I saw Clone Wars. Someone had a comparison of pictures of when Ahsoka's leaving the Order. She's walking away from Anakin. She gave Anakin her chain. 
Um, and he's standing there dumbfounded and heartbroken. And behind, Kenobi actually takes a step to go comfort Anakin. And someone pulls him back. I don't know if it's Plo Koon. Is it Plo Koon? Mm-hmm. And it was like, Kenobi was this close to actually giving Anakin what Anakin needed in that moment. Maybe not what the Jedi thought he needed. Mm-hmm. And nothing against our boy Plo. We love Plo in this house. But <laughs> God forbid a damn Jedi actually show some compassion outwardly to another Jedi. Yeah. Right? I uh, I was never sure what that meant. Was it like because... Plo thought maybe this was a moment that was just for Anakin and Ahsoka, right. or was it because yes. he was trying to keep Kenobi from getting emotionally invested? I'm Well, first time around, and all times around, up until I saw this picture and paused and thought about it, I always thought, leave Anakin to have his moment, mm-hmm. right? But then I thought, it could also very easily be interpreted as, uh-uh, don't get messed up in this because we're not supposed to show emotion and this is a test for him. Yeah. Let him pass it. Yeah. Let him Which, suffer I mean, through it on his own. Let him suffer. Exactly. And But it it is nice that the animation team, Filoni and company, they added that tiny bit and I don't think that it's it really recognized enough because mm-hmm. he was almost a cinnamon roll. And then... <laughs> was pulled back (laughs) well i think the moments where he shows that emotion are the moments where he always gets hurt truth you know it's very true it's whenever he's vulnerable around satine or qui-gon's death or especially in revenge of the sith when anakin you know watching him in the hollow videos Betray, but kill the younglings. That moment where he says, "Like I can't watch anymore." That moment is so, yeah. uh, it's so yeah. soul crushing. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Just take a second and think about your best friend doing that. Like I would think this isn't someone overtook his brain. Yeah, because you know someone since since they were a kid, and you train with them, and you fight with them, and you bond with them in whatever sense. You know, Jedi code be damned. Right. <laughs> but. I mean, that would that would mess with my head. I I don't blame him for he's still trying to tune it he out. He still manages to go do his duty. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. not a cinnamon bunny thing to do. <laughs> no, he he was able to still get his shit together, even though he basically begged Yoda, "Don't send me," and Yoda said, "Go." Right. I don't care. Right. Right. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. I don't know. I think that's a- he is a good person with a good heart and always means well and is definitely the kind of person who sacrifices for the greater good because maybe because he was trained in it but also i think it's his nature but Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that he's not ruthless when it's when the time is when it's needed he's very very efficient and ruthless almost to the point where it it kind of angers me sometimes (laughs) It's like, Why? It's like, show some fucking human emotion there. <laughs> oh, well, you could say that about a, a, a damn handful of those Jedi. Yeah. I mean, you... I, I think that's why like, I like Obi-Wan, because he's not that way all the time. And like, mm-hmm. ki Mundi, I just want to punch him in the Oh, face. my God. <laughs> what a downer. Seriously, the guy can't even fucking God. crack a smile. It's ridiculous. He tried though at the end of the at the end of the Point Rain arc and the Geonosis arc and the clone. He really did try to include himself in Anakin and, and Ahsoka's little yeah 
competition. Uh, yeah, the, he did his very best. <laughs> Awkward what a as crusty it was. old dude, though. Yeah, <laughs> Awkward and crusty. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Kiati Mundi. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. I think out of all of the Jedi that we're presented with on the regular, Kenobi is one of the more feeling ones. Maybe because we get to know him more. Yeah. You know, he's in he's in all of the movies. You know, the the main ones. Um, we see him in the Clone Wars. We get to know him more. We get to see both sides. Um, but I definitely think that. Can't have the sugar without the spice. Yes. <laughs> you <gotta> have that, <laughs> There's plenty of spice there. That counterbalance <laughs> is really important. And I think that's why I really like him. He's not a one-sided character at all. And he seemed kind of... I didn't like Obi-Wan when I first watched Star Wars. I especially didn't like... Oh, like the original trilogy? Yeah, and not because he was a bad character or anything. I just kind of like always was <laughs> really bothered by how he basically lied to Luke. He calls it a yeah. certain point of view. Yeah. But really, right. it's not a certain point of view. Anakin is no. not dead. Like, he... I mean, we don't know when Kenobi finds out that Anakin is Vader. Okay, so at that True. point, that hasn't even been written yet. But he was aware, right? He knew that Vader was Luke's he father. He was fully aware. So, yes, yes. Sorry. He could have told him what he knew. Yeah. Yes. Instead, they're trying to, like, kind of secretively manipulate Luke into this position where he then goes to kill his own father without being told. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a great mm -hmm. Greek tragedy is basically, you yeah. know, it's... Very much so. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it has to be that way. That's cinematically and story-wise very interesting. But that always really bothered mm -hmm. me. And like he, people are still wrestling with that fact. Yeah, I'm, people are still making memes about yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say there's still, a book series you know, called A Certain Point of View. <laughs> yes, and it's it's a hard one to deal with. I feel for Luke. Yeah, you know, it's dare I say it's kind of an asshole comment to make. Yeah, it's kind of like. But I understand why it was made. The truths we cling to are a certain point of view, which I think is right. something Sidious says to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. So I, I was just like... Oh, there's a realization. <laughs> oh. Weird that they should say the same thing to each other. Or to, to well, one says to Anakin and the other says to Anakin's son. Well, then we can bring in the topic of intent. Sure. Does it matter and how much does it matter if so? I, I think I think intent matters all the time. It oh, doesn't yes. erase what happens thereafter, whether your intent is good or bad. What is it, the phrase? The path to hell is paved with good intentions? Sure, yeah. You know, good intentions can exist. It doesn't make up or excuse whatever happens thereafter. So, but also, do, do the ends justify the means is also a very common... It's like the way you get to your goal matters. So, yeah. so, to some people and under some circumstances other people don't I give mean, a is shit it possible? But... <laughs> yeah is it i don't understand force ghosts a whole lot i don't think any of us do <laughs> yeah. but like how much are they able to do good question do they have a base level of <laughs> of communication <laughs> could you blame the asshole comment on that <laughs> Like, hey, I was a forced ghost. I only get, like, ten sentences a month, you know, or something like that, right? Like, <laughs> you know, I'm just thinking, like, 
I know it's... I love that. <laughs> it's it's cinematically, it needed to be that way, like you said. Greek tragedy stuff, yeah. which we love. I love. But at the same time, come on, man. The whole reveal about Vader being his father wouldn't have worked otherwise, but like... ah, it, Hey, and maybe we'll swallow all of our words right now when the Kenobi series come out. Yeah. Maybe they'll patch that... Yes. You know, and somehow like stitch it all together so that we get the answers of like, why didn't he recognize R2? And why didn't he, right? like, you know, the, the things that are brought up, like, you know, you could blame it on living. Okay. So Yoda lived in Dagobah for how many years alone, went crazy. Yeah. Obi-Wan lives on Tatooine under the shadow of his dead friend, went crazy. Like you could blame it on like, well, it's an yeah. astromech. I guess it jogs my memory yeah, a little bit. I've also, been out here. He was very clearly there with 3PO and you would remember that pompous pain in the ass very. and this little bitch droid who are constantly making your life a living hell. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember having ever owned a droid. Really, Obi-Wan? Really? <laughs> <laughs> You're full of I shit. Need this I need this on a poster <laughs> in my recording room. This little bitch of a droid <laughs> and this crazy ass in reference to R2 and C-3PO. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> I love them both, but I'm sorry. Me too. But that is an accurate description of both of them. C-3PO drives me out of my fucking mind. <laughs> well, you're not in, you're not alone. You're in very good company. Turn him off. Seriously, <laughs> I I am Han Solo when it comes to 3PO. <laughs> Move it, Goldenrod. Um, <laughs> You're gonna become yeah. a permanent resident. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that affected me deeply. I love that. <laughs> Well, I'm really open to having my mind changed on these subjects. Like, I want to see oh, yeah. everyone have more emotion. And I hope that they'll use the Kenobi series as an opportunity to really flesh them out in a new way. Because Clone Wars did, for sure. It took yes. the sequel version, uh, I'm sorry, the prequel version of Obi-Wan who was a little bit uptight, I'm going to say, <laughs> but then would, like, surprise you with these funny, like, walking into a bar and getting a shot or, like... Yeah. Like, like literally a- doing a lightsaber battle and flicking his hair back <laughs> uh, well, while he's fighting. The hair... The hair flick. Yeah, the glorious hair. His hair is so perfect. Yeah. That I would expect him to do nothing else other than flick that hair he's out of the way. aware of how beautiful yes. he is. Yes, he is. Uh, and you know what though i think if anyone can pull off having an emotional breakdown and pulling on the heartstrings of us all it's gonna be ewan mcgregor he can do it yeah he has he's done it before he's been and he'll do it he's excellent and he has become better than Mm -hmm. ever i think he was always a good actor but there were like moments dare i say where he was in Mm -hmm. like i just like questioned his sincerity sometimes it was like he's so aware of how attractive he is that sometimes i feel like that's the thing coming through um yes but like i don't know in the last maybe 10 years or so like the impossible and last Mm -hmm. days in the desert i watched those movies very close together and it just blew my mind he was in Mm -hmm. last days in the desert in particular which is a religious movie, so not everyone's going to be into it. But I kind of looked at it more as like 
what are your acting chops? You're basically alone doing all this emotional shit by yourself. It was really very excellent. So I just look forward to seeing what he does in the Kenobi series because he's really grown as an actor. Mm-hmm. And I think given the chance to return to this role and having maybe some more time to understand his, you know, where Kenobi is mm-hmm. in the timeline now. Yeah. I think he could really, really do a fantastic... He will do a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, he's about the same age mm-hmm. as Obi-Wan would be. He's a little younger, but be. yeah, he's a, he's around it. So he, he could totally just, like, method act this shit, like, if he wanted to, you yeah. know? And he's just going to fall into it. I think it's going to be great. I think so, too. And, like... And he, he has a really good way of emoting with his eyes. Yes. I really like actors and actresses who don't have to say anything but it's in their facial you know how they manipulate however they do it they're magicians but like you just look in their eyes and like you know like damn that's a good actor yes or actress it's super powerful when i i feel Mm -hmm. like with him in particular watching the prequels he's really young in them Mm -hmm. and even Mm -hmm. when he's doing revenge of the sith he's actually quite young as a he is and, like the characters. And the not... technology at the time, yeah. was also quite new. So I think they were all fumbling trying to find yes. their way through this. And he talked about that. He said that in at least Phantom Menace, they had puppets and like things mm-hmm. to work with. But by the time they were doing Revenge of the Sith, there was like literally nothing on set. Everything was green. And he said it would, it was almost like a little bit lonely and difficult because yeah. you're acting to like a a silver ball that will turn into an illustration later. And now I think he's able to take this character that's got a lot of depth and now he's not got that isolation of being on green screen constantly. They have much better technology now. So I'm really looking forward yeah. to what that turns into. This has Me too. This has the op- opportunity to be like <laughs> every Kenobi it's, fan's like, <laughs> wet dream yeah dare i say yes <laughs> D- you d- you shall dare yes and a, dare away a crude <laughs> phrase but like truly it's like <laughs> give the people what they want <laughs> i i think i think we're talking to the right crew of people to give us what we want yeah. and not just straight fan service but i think they're going to answer questions and maybe even pro- uh provide new ones that we, maybe we didn't think of yeah. i mean who thought we were going to get what we got with the Mandalorian? So, like, mm-hmm. now we're dealing with a character who is well-established. I mean, well-established. Yes. In the Star Wars world. He's original trilogy material that they're... They are not going to fuck with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I think I think it's going to be great. And I don't think we're going to see a lot of Cinnamon Bunny stuff. I don't either. I think there's going to be a lot of torment. But yeah. I will be, like... Not surprised too, though, if it goes the other direction and totally is fluff and like basically is him having space oh. adventures on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping things up. How, what's your percentage of cinnamon roll versus percentage of non-cinnamon roll? What what would you place it at for Kenobi? Hmm, that's a good question. Percentage wise, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm envisioning a cinnamon roll pie graph. <laughs> Pie chart, yes. Or we could do that, yes. <laughs> if I were to draw the frosting, 
Yes. As a chart on top of the cinnamon bun. Hmm. I would say 75% badass motherfucker, 25% softy. <laughs> Love it. But maybe my pie chart will shift as the Kenobi series comes out. Maybe he's in his, his exile will soften up and cry a lot. And then <laughs> yeah, we can readjust the pie chart at a later date. Yeah. This is an ever evolving. Exactly. Pie. It's not, not set in stone, but it is baked no. to perfection. Ooh, I love it. You were more generous than me. Oh, really? I was going to go 90-10. 90% non-cinnamon roll, yeah. 10% cinnamon roll. I kind of was being more generous than I felt, but... That's okay. I'm the, I'll am i be the harsh bitch over here well, this time. Well, okay. We'll say that my estimation includes possibilities coming from the Kenobi series. Okay. We'll put it that okay. way. Yeah. Okay. I like I that. Am really it's more, a more good balance. Mm-hmm, I really do think he's more of a hard ass than a softie, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is why we're space twins, see? Yeah. We balance yeah. each other. We're the yin to our yang. Exactly. <laughs> All right, friends. Tell us what you think. Is Obi-Wan a cinnamon bun or not? <laughs> and you can give us percentages like how we did here. You can tell us what percentage of cinnamon fluffiness you think... Obi-Wan Kenobi is. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I I highly suggest everyone just go get a cinnamon bun and eat that yeah. while you're making your decision. <laughs> Warm it up while you're at it. Yes. And maybe Zap watch the- some Star Wars while you're at it. Ooh, oh, what a nice night. Yes, I love that. <laughs> Last week was all about sound effects, and we asked you for your favorite sound effects, and we got a lot of answers. We heard from many saying that they loved R2-D2's sound effects, which we didn't even cover in that episode, so sorry, R2. We also had responses about the Varactyls, the sounds of the Varactyls make, their weird shrieking. Um, we also got the Jawas, lightsaber deactivation sounds, um, and a lot of people love the seismic charge of the Slave One. Hey, I think if we had to have a poll, I would... I would say the seismic charge one, and of course, the lightsaber sound. Who doesn't love the sound of a lightsaber? Join us next week as we delve into the world of clones. And not just, you know, talking about our favorites or why. We're, we're going to get a little bit deeper and talk about, you know, the morality of cloning. Not too deep, but like the fact that the clone army was even made and that we have clones like 99 or Omega and, you know, um, just all of it. All things clone. That's next week's episode. Join us. And thank you so much for joining us here today on the Most Things Kenobi podcast. Remember to follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Plus, you can always find us over at mostthingskenobi.com. So until next time, my space twin... May the force be with you. Always. <laughs>